0: Hi, I'm Laura. Today you will hear my story about how I became a kind of local celebrity. Yes, you heard right. I became famous at such a young age and got a whole crowd of fans. And it all started with a simple move. My parents and I lived in a big city for a long time. My father headed a large company, and my mother was his deputy. I adored our city for its large number of skyscrapers, shopping centers, and other interesting places. And I also loved my school. Both rich children and simple ones from less wealthy families studied there. This way I could communicate with anyone. In general, my life was cool up to a certain point. One beautiful day, I came back from school and met my sad parents. They immediately stunned me with the terrible news that we need to move. And not to a neighboring city, but far away moreover in a place radically different from our hometown. The reason was terrible. My father's company went bankrupt. He paid salaries to his employees and was forced to close the company for good. According to my father, attempts to recover could lead to an even worse outcome. We could no longer live in a big city. We had to sell our apartment and my parents did not want to rent an apartment. The only good option, in their opinion, was to move to a small town where you can buy inexpensive but your own housing. Changing schools was a disaster for me. I had never had to be new in a class before, so I was very afraid to come to school for the first time. But I could not put it off, so the very next day after moving, I had to gather my strength and go to my new abode of knowledge. At first, they greeted me calmly, but what I noticed right away were strange looks turned at me from absolutely all sides. Then I assumed that in this school, there were simply very few new students. On the first day, very few people spoke to me and I didn't meet anyone at all, which really upset me. The very next day, I began to feel tense as the students continued to examine me and this time whisper something to each other behind my back. What would you think if you were me? Of course, that something is wrong with you. Throughout the day, I constantly looked in the mirror, trying to understand what attracted the attention of almost all my classmates. In addition to the strange looks, I was stressed by the fact that no one spoke to me except the teachers. I still didn't know anyone, which was incredibly scary. During all my school years, I have not spent a single day alone. On the third day, I decided to act on my own and just walked up to a group of students standing in the hallway. They were talking loudly, but as soon as I went up next to them, their conversation stopped. They looked at me with the same strange expression and almost inaudibly greeted me. Then I realized that there was no chance in this company. They were not in the mood for an acquaintance, which was clear from their looks. The answer to all my questions was found at the end of the third day a modest girl named Annette came up to me. To say that I was delighted is an understatement. It felt like I was alone for three months instead of three days. So I immediately showed Annette my interest in the conversation. I asked why everyone was looking at me so strangely. Annette smiled at me and took her smartphone out of her bag. After a few moments, she showed me the phone screen with a game open. And I saw myself in this game! Can you imagine? The girl character on the screen looked just like me. I had no idea what this game was. It must have come out recently because if it was old, I would have known it existed. The game was called In the City of Bright Lights. This is a story in which you need to choose the actions of the main character and introduce her to other characters in the game, pass various tests, and develop relationships with secondary characters. Annette told me that the game was released only a month ago. It immediately became popular among teenagers thanks to an interesting plot and high-quality animation. And then I came to school, which surprised all of those who had already played this new game. I was very grateful to Annette for telling me everything. We exchanged phone numbers and I went home. Of course, the first thing I did when I got home was download the game to my phone and start playing it. The game was really very well made but I did not understand where I came from in it and who created it. The app did not provide any detailed information about the creator, only that the game was made by some Lex. I immediately tried to remember if there was a person with such a strange name among my acquaintances, but no one came to mind. I just didn't know how to find the answer. I couldn't just forget that I was a character in a popular game, because in addition to appearance, the creator had used my biography He also made the heroine a very unpleasant person using the wealth of her parents. I couldn't just forget about this situation and continue to live in a new place. I also knew that the creator knew me personally, and this fact did not please me at all because my appearance and biography were used completely illegally. I didn't give my consent to this. Probably many people would be surprised and ask me why I'm against it. It's so cool to be a copy of a character in a popular game. But this is cool only if the character of this very game is not exposed in a bad light. The next day, strangers began to write a bunch of comments under my photos on social networks. The number of my subscribers increased significantly, which was undoubtedly very pleasing. But I was surprised that they did not write nasty things to me because my character is not the most pleasant person. I assumed that the game was created by someone who knew me personally, so I called my friends from my old school, hoping they could help me. The answer was found a couple of days later, when one of my friends managed to ask someone else about this game. In general, with the help of word of mouth, I received information that the game was created by someone named Alex, with whom I shared literature lessons in my old school. We never really talked and only once did a joint project together. Therefore, I did not understand why he created a game with me and presented me in unfavorable light in it. It was easy to find Alex on social media. I immediately wrote to him and waited for a response. It came just half an hour later. According to Alex, he deliberately made my character bad and hoped that this would reflect on my reputation. I was very angry at that moment. He used my appearance for his own purposes, defiled my character, and now everyone was playing with me, thinking that I was a narcissistic rich girl. I didn't understand why Alex had done this, and what he said surprised me very much. It turns out that he despises rich people for their selfishness. Alex himself lived in a poor family and could not afford everything he wanted. He decided to create a game to make money on it. And my appearance was used for a kind of revenge since I did not communicate with him at school. Alex reminded me of an old situation. Three years ago, he offered me friendship, but due to different interests, I just ignored him. My opinion in the old school was authoritative, so soon everyone stopped communicating with Alex. Can you imagine? I was revenged by someone I didn't even remember. Alex was fond of programming and knew how to create a popular game. By endowing my character with a bad temper, he hoped that it would reflect on my reputation in a bad way. After studying the issue on the internet, I realized that I had the right to delete the game. But did I want this? On the one hand, he used my appearance for his own selfish purposes. On the other hand, the game is really gaining popularity, which I could use too. I didn't write anything to Alex because I knew he couldn't be persuaded. This person had secretly hated me for three years, what kind of normal conversation could we have? I spent the whole day thinking about deleting the game, but by the evening I realized that I would like it to continue to exist. Do you know what I did next? I started a blog. Thanks to Alex, my account quickly gained popularity and I began to be recognized on the streets of the town. And also, probably everyone at school now dreams of communicating with me. I became really popular. Being in this small town, I thought my popularity was only spread here, but then my parents took me to our old town on business. Walking along the old streets, which I used to love very much, I met many people who recognized me. This means that the game has brought me great popularity. I understood that I did not want to delete the game, as it threatened me with the loss of my audience. But I didn't like the fact that Alex was getting richer and richer because of my image. One day, I decided to get over myself and to tell my followers the truth about how I got into Alex's game. And you know, almost everyone turned away from him. I really didn't expect such support from my audience. Alex tried to fix the situation and created a second part of the game with my participation, but this made his situation even worse. All the new games he released, instead of millions of downloads, barely reached a few thousand downloads. I ruined Alex's life, but I didn't regret it at all. I just didn't want Alex to enjoy being popular in such a dirty way. Perhaps I did know better than he did, but it is not my place to say what would you do in my place? Would you forgive Alex or take revenge on him as I did? Write your answers in the comments. I
1: was prepared to not leave my room. I thought I'd have to hide from the boys forever, who were circling around me like wasps around Jam. Do you think it's great to be the center of guys' attention? Unfortunately, everything comes with a price. Hi, my name's Elizabeth, and I'll tell you how all the boys at our school suddenly fell in love with me. I live in a small town in New England. With my parents and my little sister, Carmen. Out of the two of us, I've always been the ugly duckling. And Carmen, the princess. I had to wear glasses because of my bad eyesight. And braces to fix my bite. That's why I was always laughed at. Carmen, on the other hand, was a real beauty. Everyone adored her. It so happened that I was always in my younger sister's shadow. Maybe it annoyed me at first. Especially when no one came to my birthday party. But then, I accepted it and thought that popularity is a fickle thing. By ninth grade, I got used to my outcast image, and always dressed in black. Elizabeth, why didn't you want to dress like the other girls? My mother wondered, because life is meaningless and cruel, and black reflects that best. My mom would usually stop talking after that, and preferred to switch the discussion to a more cheerful topic. Shopping, for example. As for my sister, most of the time, she didn't notice me and at school, she preferred to say that I was her cousin from Europe. Guys kept ignoring me as if I were invisible. I didn't get too upset, and generally consider them to be a burden. But my friend Patricia didn't agree with me. She could talk about guys for hours, knew everything about them, gossip, rumors, their secrets. It was often difficult to stop her. Bob Richardson seems to have been injured and will probably be off the team, I think his ratings would plummet immediately. Patricia was obsessed with ratings. Both of us were far from the top of her charts. But Patricia kept her head up. I can assure you that this year, our rankings will go up. After all, Susan gained a lot of weight, and Veronica's transferred to another school. Although, we got a new upstart, Jenny. But either way, this year won't be like last year. I didn't care about the ratings. I was just going with the flow. What difference does it make, Pat? I used to say, everything will change when we get to college. Here, we're the nerds, and there will be the real queens. I know, but I'd like to be a queen now. She sighed dreamily. I wasn't into flashy clothes or jewelry or makeup, but Patricia convinced me to stop by a store and pick out a perfume. A little bit of jasmine and everyone would be crazy about us. The store was small and barely noticeable from the street. No one was inside, except a strange man in a cab near the cash register. He looked more like a magician than a perfume salesman. While Patricia was choosing a perfume, he came up to me and said, I know exactly what you need. You do? Absolutely. I can pick out a client's perfume just by looking at them. And what do I need? A little love, said the salesman, and handed me a bottle. I shook my head, wanting to see that I did not need the perfume. It's on the house. The man in the cab dismissed my objection. If you don't like it, you can return it. I was about to say no again, but Patricia grabbed my arm and hissed. What are you doing? Take it! It'll definitely improve your rating. Your friend knows what she's talking about. The salesman smiled at me. I reluctantly took the perfume and put it in my purse. It was weekend the next day. I was spending it alone as usual lying in bed scrolling through my Instagram feed sharing memes with Pat then I painted my nails black and then I noticed my new perfume I only wanted to smell it maybe love was hidden inside the bottle I sprayed it on my wrist and sniffed it the smell was strange unlike anything I'd ever smelled before no I'm still the same old Elizabeth I said out loud in frustration no love here the next morning when the alarm clock went off, and it was time to get up. I didn't immediately notice the change. I went downstairs to eat breakfast. Mom and dad were in the kitchen, and my sister was still in bed. Mom made me pancakes, and then she asked me in surprise, Elizabeth, where are your glasses? I touched the bridge of my nose. They were gone, but I could see so clearly, as if I had perfect vision. I guess I don't need them anymore. I said in shock. I got dressed, put some perfume on my neck, and ran to school. Dylan Morin, the hottie from my class, was standing on the school steps. When he saw me, he smiled and said, Hey, you look great. Hi, I said, embarrassed. You too. I didn't know what was going on. Maybe he was just messing with me, and I actually had toothpaste smeared on my cheek. It's just that Dylan never talked to me. When I sat down at my desk, I was surrounded by a bunch of guys, and everyone was saying something to me. Hey, what's up? Betty, you look amazing today. Black suits you. The bell rang, and they finally left me alone. I breathed a sigh of relief. Maybe it was just a prank. Someone probably decided to play a joke on me and convinced the boys to be a part of it. During class, a note landed on my desk. Betty, I like you. Would you like to go to the movies? Darren, that was too much. At recess, I found Patricia and told her everything. It's weird, but your ratings have skyrocketed today. I don't care about ratings. I snapped, I'm being chased by boys. As I said that, I looked around and saw all these guys staring at me in a weird way. I think it's cool. Pat shrugged. By the way, are you wearing your contacts? No, I can see fine now without my glasses or contacts. At home, Carmen came up to me. Hey, weirdo, what did you do? I hear the guys are all over you. I didn't do anything. Sure thing, you must be up to something. Stay away from Nigel. Carmen gave me a stare and walked out of the room. A couple of days later, I had a dentist appointment. After looking at the state of my teeth, he said in astonishment, Hmm, you have a perfectly healthy bite now. So I don't have to wear braces? Yes, we'll take them off now. But it's really strange. I've never seen any teeth fall back into place so quickly. I was so relieved. Although I got used to wearing braces. I couldn't say I liked them. The food always got stuck in them. And I looked like Frankenstein's monster. But there was something else mixed in with the joy. Fear. I didn't know what was going on. I had a normal bite. Could I sight? And now, guys were all over me. That seemed like a lot of coincidences for a few days. The girls at school had all sorts of theories about the boys' interests towards me. Collective insanity, a love potion, magnetic storm. But no matter how they described it, the fact remained the same. Boys were literally stalking me. Nigel, my sister's boyfriend, was no exception. He was waiting for me by the entrance. Betty, you look so beautiful today. How could I not see it before? I don't know. You're dating my sister, and you're always at her house. Exactly. I was blind. Oh my god. Not that please. Betty, would you like to go out sometime? Sorry, I'm in a hurry. This is the last thing I need. If Carmen finds out about this, I'm dead. I ran home and locked myself in my room, as if my house was a fortress. "...that was about to be stormed by hordes of guys who were in love with me. But is it all real? There must be some kind of magic involved." Nigel's pursuit didn't stop the next day. He followed me around and tried to get me to go out with him. "'What about Carmen?' I turned around and said, "'You don't like her anymore?' "'I do,' he mumbled uncertainly, and then added, "'It's just that you're different. So what did you decide?' Will you go out with me? No! I answered firmly and pushed him aside. Remember that and stay away from me! But Nigel didn't want to listen. When Carmen and Nigel were at our house together, he sneaked out and came into my room. Hello, Betty. I've been thinking about you. I sighed heavily. Nigel, why can't you leave me alone? Because I love you. He came closer and took my hand. I was about to yank it out when my sister showed up in the doorway. What's going on here? She screamed angrily. It's not what you think. I tried to explain, but Nigel interrupted me. Please forgive me, Carmen, but I love your sister. What? That's ridiculous. Carmen was furious. How could you? She slammed the door and ran out of the room. I pushed Nigel out into the hallway and in despair, just collapsed on my bed why is this happening to me? I should have been happy because the guys were crazy about me. But it only gave me a headache, just like I thought it would. It became impossible to be at school. All the girls, whose boyfriends were circling around me, joined forces against me. While the guys were giving me gifts, asking me out on dates, the girls declared a war on me and wanted to get me kicked out from school. And the leader of this hostile squad was, of course, My sister, during the confrontation, I lost a couple of locks of hair, and some of my shirts were now covered in paint. Patricia was the only one who wasn't discouraged. Your rating is somewhere around here now, she pointed to the chart. This is what I call the death zone. It means that your enemies outnumber those who like you. Cool, so I'm in the death zone. Yeah, but you got a lot of guys now. I didn't have enough space in my room for all the presents. At school, all the girls looked at me with anger and jealousy in their eyes. And my sister was the main enemy. I know why he took Nigel away from me. She told me as I stood by my locker. You were always jealous of me. I wasn't jealous. And I did steal Nigel away from you. I don't like him at all. He's always following me around like a stalker. Telling me how pretty I am. Shut up! Shouted my sister. I won't leave it like this. I was getting awfully sick of it all. I was not used to being the center of everyone's attention. I was flattered by the attention, but there was something off about it. I tried to figure out what was wrong. It was just that one day, the guy started going crazy about me. Everything was normal the day before. I went for a walk with Patricia. We stopped at a perfume store. (gasps) Perfume! I exclaimed. What was that strange man in the hat saying? Something about love and what I was missing. I decided to go to that store right away. It wasn't that easy to find. I circled that block for two hours. I walked up and down, counted all the signs. And when I got desperate, I spotted a very strange sign. There was no business name. Just the slogan, We'll grant your every wish. I went inside. Behind the counter was the man in the hat. Ugh! The girl who lacked love. He greeted me. How are you doing? Is this you're doing? All the boys are following me. They're literally obsessed with me. Maybe the concentration is too high. He scratched the back of his head. Can you fix it? It's very easy. Just stop using perfume. And gradually everything will go back to the way it started. But are you sure that's what you want? Oh, yes. I can't take it anymore. I handed him the perfume. It's your decision." He smiled, taking the bottle from my hands. But if anything, you knew where to find my store. I walked out of the store and sighed with relief. In a few days, the number of my admirers dropped by half. A week later, no one noticed me. Not even Nigel. It's a shame that your rating is back to the same level. Patricia pointed at the chart. At least I'm not in the death zone. My sister stopped being mad at me. After Nigel. Came crying to Carmen, and she forgave him. The other girls have also cooled down and were no longer willing to kick me out of school. I was back to my old self. Even my glasses were back where they used to be. At least now I know what it's like to be adored by everyone. I can't deny that at times it was enjoyable, but definitely overwhelming. I'd rather be myself. Would you be able to enjoy life with so many enemies and admirers? How would you use the perfume? post your comments. I'm very curious to know. Hi everyone, my name is Cassie,
2: and I'm so perfect that all the boys lose their heads over me. However, at some point, all that changed. Well, I'm so perfect that I shine brighter than the sun. I mean, there's got to be a reason why all guys lose their head over me, and probably their vision, because I'm a real dazzler. Every one of them dreams of being my boyfriend. And I'm hoping amongst all this mighty crowd to find the one who'll also dazzle me with his brilliance, and ideally with some diamonds. Boys fight for my attention all the time. I'm used to it. Once, two boys even did a motorbike race for me. I sat bored in the bleachers of the stadium, painting my nails while they rode around. I have no idea what they were trying to accomplish. I left the stadium immediately after a local rich kid texted me. Oh, you have no idea how long I've been on the hunt for him. For the first time in my life, I had to chase someone instead of turning around and laughing at the poor saps who tried to chase me. But unfortunately, I got my hopes up for nothing when Mark asked me out. He just invited me to a party and then he just treated me like a friend. But it's better than sitting in the stadium and waiting for two idiots to finish a useless race. Anyway, I was enjoying my life as Miss Perfect. At some point, however, I sensed something wasn't right. In fact, I noticed various prophetic signs as early as this morning. For instance, my hair dryer stopped working. I accidentally broke a nail with a nail file. How is that possible? Well, somehow it is possible. I must have been cursed by some evil nail master spirit. Also, I was in such a hurry to get to school. I wore a shirt that totally didn't match the skirt. At first, I wasn't surprised that the boys weren't paying attention to me. After all, I wasn't in the best shape, and they must have noticed my broken nail. However, it turned out to be much worse. A new girl came to our school, who wowed absolutely everyone with her beauty, even Mark, who I'd been chasing. That's when I knew I was screwed. Not only was she more perfect than me, I wasn't even in the best shape that day. And the new Miss Perfect also noticed my broken nail my flawed hairstyle, and my horrible shirt. Who is that? I asked my classmate. Her name is Rebecca and she's joining our class. What? She's going to be our classmate? Oh no. As soon as the new girl walked into class, I was afraid that all the guys were going to choke on their drool. How pathetic and ridiculous they look. I just sighed heavily and sent out a group message that I was inviting everyone to the party on Saturday. After all, I've been in the school longer than Rebecca, and I've built up quite a reputation. Plus, my parties are legendary. But no one showed up on Saturday. I, of course, was outraged, so I tried to find out where everyone had gone. As it turned out, Rebecca was also having a party that day, and everyone went to her place. Because she had a pool, and a cool DJ was playing. This is outrageous! I yelled out. I was so angry, I smashed a carafe full of punch. I couldn't take it anymore and I went to the party too. I wanted to know what I was being traded for. There was lots of delicious food and drinks, guys were swimming in the pool, and the DJ was rocking the crowd on the dance floor. Whatever, nothing fancy, just a regular party. Mine would be cooler. When Rebecca approached me with a tray of snacks on it, I gave her an arrogant look and smacked her on the arm and all the food went flying onto the ground. Who do you think you are? You come to our school and decide you're in charge? No, that's not going to work. I'm in charge. You're nobody and will stay that way if you continue to show off. The new girl started crying. I was pleased with myself for bringing Rebecca to tears, but I didn't expect all the boys to turn against me. The boys immediately started calming her down.
3: Why did you come here? You've only spoiled everyone's mood.
2: Get lost. Their bluntness made me gasp for air. Rebecca was embraced by my admirers, and I was supposed to leave? What? Am I in a parallel universe? I had no other choice. I left the party in tears. The next day, I was in for a real shock. Mark gifted Rebecca a red Porsche. He was moved by the girl's tears that he decided to cheer her up. Happy Rebecca hugged the boy and kissed him on the cheek, while I burned with jealousy and anger. Porsche? Seriously? Just over some tears? If I had known it was that easy, I'd be throwing tantrums for Mark every week. I wanted to throw rotten eggs at that car, but that would probably ruin my reputation even more. Instead, I decided to be friends with Rebecca. And then after, I discovered all her secrets, destroy her. But as soon as I approached the new girl, she was immediately surrounded by her high school football players, who used to carry me in their arms. Stay away from her. One of them said, I just wanted to talk. You
3: already talked once and made Rebecca cry. We won't let her get hurt. You go near her again, and we won't let you
2: get away with it, got it? Threatened the other one. Holy crap, are they all crazy? Maybe Rebecca had some kind of magic and put a spell on all the guys. I thought nobody would ever look at me now, but I still had admirers outside of school. So I decided to start dating one of those motorbike guys who did a race in my honor back then. His name was Zach. He won, by the way. We drove up to the supermarket on this awesome motorbike and we looked great. Right up until the moment when Rebecca and Mark pulled up in their limo. They made us look lame and ridiculous. At the store, Mark was buying Rebecca everything she pointed her finger at and I had to choke down a cheap candy bar because my boyfriend spent most of his money on gas. Hey, I caught Mark by the arm and took him aside do you know she's taking advantage of you?
3: Rebecca's a nice girl, and she's not capable of that. You on the other hand, really liked my money. And you were the one who wanted to take advantage of me,
2: so back off. He pushed me away, and walked over to Rebecca holding a brand new purse. No, that's not how it works. If this little upstart thought she could outshine me, she's dead wrong. Because I wasn't about to give up without a fight. First, I decided to find out more about who Rebecca was. Luckily, my boyfriend's dad was a cop, so I was able to get some information about her. Turns out, Rebecca and I went to the same primary schools. I immediately remembered an invisible girl, who I used to make fun of a lot. No one ever noticed her, because all the attention was on me. Was she now determined to get back at me? I also found out that one time, Rebecca got into a serious fight with some girl, and her parents got a fine. Hmm, why don't I just get her involved in a fight? Then her reputation would definitely be ruined. Well, why would you do that, Cassie? Zach asked, while waxing his bike. I want my reputation back. I want everyone to lose their head over me again. But you already have me. Why do you need others? The guy hugged me, and I wanted to scream at his stupidity. What do you mean why? Zach was not the best option. I wanted guys like Mark, not poor guys on motorbikes. You wouldn't understand. It's, you know a girl thing, I giggled stupidly. The next day, I did my best to provoke Rebecca, but she remained calm, and I was about to say goodbye to my reputation at school forever when I overheard a very interesting conversation. Rebecca was talking to my classmate and telling her how annoying Mark was, and that she only puts up with him because of the money. She also added that she's sick of all her followers and that she wanted to steal my boyfriend. Wow, that was unexpected. It's a good thing I filmed the whole thing. I told Zach about it, but he wasn't supportive.
3: Well, why don't you post that video for all to see? It'll only help her, and now she's suffering.
2: But then everyone will be disappointed in her, and I'll go back to being Miss Perfect. To me, you're already perfect, and I would never look at someone like Rebecca. I don't know why, but his words really impressed me. No one had ever said anything to me like that before. And Zach was able to surprise me and make me feel good without money or gifts. But despite that, I didn't want to back down from my plan. Putting the video online was too easy. What about playing it during our traditional end of school year ball? The effect would be amazing, for me of course. When I got to the prom, I wasn't surprised to see all the guys hanging around Rebecca. Hardly anyone paid any attention to me and I was about to give the memory stick to the prom host when I noticed something. Rebecca was reluctantly dancing with every guy and kept looking at me. I noticed the look of dissatisfaction on her face. Well, of course, but I couldn't care less about her and the new girl just wanted to make me suffer. I looked at the memory stick, smiled, and put it away in my clutch. Zach was right. There's no need to ruin anything because Rebecca, sooner or later, will ruin everything herself when she gets tired of the circus. I left the ball with a happy look on my face and went to my boyfriend's. So shall we go for a ride on the bike? I asked. Whatever you want, he answered. For the first time, I enjoyed our time together. We went to a secluded place, watched the sunset, and cuddled. At that moment, I didn't care about Mark or my reputation at school, and I certainly didn't care about Rebecca. But on the very last day of school, something interesting happened. As I walked down the corridor, I was suddenly attacked from behind. It was Rebecca. She started a fight right in front of everyone. You always piss me off. You drive me crazy now. I've done everything I can to ruin your reputation, and you don't even respond to it. She yelled. Everyone was shocked, and I pulled out one of her tricks and started crying. All the guys immediately ran up to me to console me. Even Mark came to my defense. That was the moment Rebecca destroyed herself and ran away from school in shame.
3: You were right about her,
2: Mark said.
3: I'm sorry I didn't believe you
2: at first. Do you want to go out sometime? He smiled and took my hand. Get lost, I said calmly. I'm not interested in people like you anymore. Everyone was shocked when I blew off this rich kid. I was relieved. I got my reputation back. Mark asked me out on a date and I had the nerve to reject him in front of everyone. And then there was my boyfriend, Zach, waiting for me outside of school, who wouldn't trade me for any Rebecca. Being perfect is great, and being surrounded by admirers is fine too, but it's more important to be surrounded by people who see more than just your perfect looks. They see your soul. Zach made me realize that, and now I'm happy. Do you consider yourself a perfect person? Write your answers in the comments. I'd be interested in reading them. And be sure to share this video with your friends. Hi, my name is Kira, and recently, memory lapses almost ruined my life. Now I'm back to normal and remember almost everything with ease. Well, my memory problems didn't start at birth. All junior high and first years of high school, I remembered absolutely everything. I was a great student, memorized stuff easily, and even helped my friends with their lessons. Kira has a phenomenal memory. The teacher said, she can memorize long poems, formulas, and dates very quickly. You have to use that ability. My parents were thrilled. They complimented me all the time and said that they had high hopes for my amazing memory. I won school competitions. I was the best in my class and even in the whole school. However, my triumph didn't last long. If in junior high school, they still wanted to be friends with me because I was the smartest. Then in high school, of course, I had my detractors. Those of you who are at least once the best at something know how it is. One day you get a round of applause, and the next day they're calling you names behind your back. That's exactly what happened to me. My first enemy was Olivia. We went to different schools in junior high, and she was the best at hers. Now she had a rival in my person. At first, Olivia took my progress as a challenge. Kira, congratulations. You did the best on the test. My teacher complimented me one day. Olivia snorted loudly and hissed, leaning toward her friend. Big deal, one time. Let's see who's the best next week. But next week too, my test was judged the best. And next week, and the next week. That's how Olivia knew I wasn't just a misunderstanding, but a real competitor and an enemy. One day, a classmate caught me in the school hallway, pinned me against the wall and blurted it out. Listen, you. If you think you're the smartest, I hasten to disappoint you. I've collected every award in my school and I'm going to do it again. But what can I do if I have a perfect memory? I shrugged my shoulders. Just admit it that you're number two now, that's all. Olivia recoiled from me and stared wide-eyed. She looked like I'd punched her in the face. Number two? We'll see about that. I would do anything to make my parents proud. And the classmate wasn't lying. I wasn't too worried at the time. What's she gonna do, kill me? That's ridiculous. I didn't even tell my parents about the story, but Olivia was determined. She and her friends were going to teach me a lesson. The girls broke into my locker, stuffed it full of books and broke the lock. When I tried to open the locker door to put my things, it didn't open right away. I pulled the door as hard as I could. It flew open and a ton of heavy books and textbooks fell on my head. In fact, that was the beginning of the worst chapter of my life. After the blows on my head, I lost consciousness. I didn't know what kind of books those bitches had put in there. Probably all the volumes of a medical encyclopedia. I woke up already in the hospital. The first thing I saw were my parents' upset faces. Kira! My mother exclaimed. How are you feeling, honey? What happened? I couldn't remember anything at all. My parents told me about the locker and the books. The doctors reassured my parents. They said it was just a minor bruise, and that it wouldn't affect my life in any way. For about an hour, my mom and dad calmed me down and promised me I'd be home in a couple of days. "'You need more sleep now,' he said. Dad stroked my head. "'We'll definitely visit you tomorrow.' But at that moment, I suddenly looked at my parents fearfully and asked, "'Where am I? What happened?' And that's when mom and dad realized that the bruise wasn't so minor. Yes, I had blackouts and they reoccurred so often that every hour, my parents had to, from the beginning, to tell me where I was and what had happened. The doctors were just throwing up their hands. They took all the necessary x-rays and found nothing wrong. From that moment on, however, my life changed completely. At first, my parents still hoped that returning to my familiar surroundings would help me with my memory lapses. However, on the first day, I had a real tantrum when I suddenly found myself in the middle of the school hallway. I had completely forgotten how I woke up this morning, how I was going to school, and I didn't remember the way to school either.
3: No, schooling is out of the question, said a worried dad. Only distance learning.
2: But distance learning wasn't gonna do any good either. Once I had learned something, within an hour, I couldn't remember anything I'd learned. That's how my successes ended. And most importantly, I didn't know who had set up the textbook incident. I vaguely remember disturbing Olivia's life, but I couldn't remember our last conversation or anything that might have pointed to a classmate. But I was sure that one day I would remember everything and find the culprit that was phenomenal. My memory would now be considered by the dory fish. About a week after I switched, after I switched to homeschooling, someone rang our doorbell. I went downstairs and froze. Standing on the doorstep was Olivia and her friends. My mom, who had opened the door for guests. I think she was confused too. I'd been sick the whole time. None of my classmates or school friends had ever come to see me. Oh, that's right. I don't have any friends. Kira, how are you feeling? We came to check on you. Olivia seemed very sincere. And so did the girls who decided to keep her company. Seemed pretty friendly. I sensed some kind of unease but I couldn't figure out what I didn't like. My mother invited my classmates into the house. She set the table and we all sat down for tea. You really don't remember anything at all? Olivia asked me thoughtfully. I remember things until I black out. I don't remember much since then, since I came to my senses, I explained. What do the doctors say? Will your memory come back? My mom explained to the girls that the doctors are trying to help me. But so far, the therapy is having very little effect. The girls were relieved and looked at each other. I was very pleased that they cared about me. However, by the end of the tea party, I had lost some of my memory again. Olivia, girls, what are you doing here? I stared at the guests in surprise, and they stared at me. Your friends are here to see you, said my mother patiently. Friends? I don't remember having any friends at all. Olivia suddenly jumped to me and took my hand. Of course we're friends, Kira! You're so good, and you're about to be the best in school again! The girl almost cried, and I smiled back at her. Weird. My scrappy memories were telling me that she and I were major enemies. But how could an enemy care so much? I must have got it all wrong. One morning, my mother left me home alone. She needed to get to the office right away. I'll sign the papers and be right back, honey. Don't worry, I smiled. I'll just lie down and watch the show. Nothing will happen. But about 15 minutes after mom left, the doorbell rang. I had to go downstairs and open it. There was Olivia on the doorstep. Hi, Kira. I took the afternoon off from class and I thought, why don't we go for a walk together? You probably don't get out of the house at all. Yeah, I rarely went out and I only went out with my parents. We were always in a hurry to get back before I'd forgotten everything again. I don't even know. It was scary to leave home without my mom and dad, but Olivia was my friend. We'll just go for a ride in the park and come back. I got changed, got on my friend's bike, and we rode. We rode quite a long time. I was beginning to get worried. In general, I remembered my neighborhood, but at some point I realized I didn't recognize the houses and cafes we were passing. Aren't we far away? I got worried. No, we're right down the street, Olivia smiled. You poor thing, your memory lapses. I calmed down. Yes, it was probably my memory that was playing tricks on me again. Finally, we stopped. I got off the bike and looked around. There were only abandoned houses and deserted streets around. This isn't a park. I think I took a wrong turn. Olivia was puzzled. Let me ask someone for directions because my phone is dead. The phone, I forgot all about it. My cell phone is on the bed in my room. I must hurry back in case my mother comes looking for me. Stay here and don't go anywhere, my friend told me and drove around the corner. And then I lost my memory again. I found myself in the middle of an unfamiliar street with no memory of how I got here. I was in such a panic. What am I gonna do now? Where are my parents and where is my home? Why didn't I have my phone with me and where had all the people gone? Crying, I sat down on the sidewalk. Hey, miss. I looked up and saw a man. He was looking out the window of his car, coming out of nowhere.
3: Is something wrong?
2: I'm lost. I don't know where I am or how to get home.
3: Wow. Do you remember your address? I'll give you a lift.
2: The man seemed friendly enough. He got out of the car and headed towards me. But then my memory, which had failed me time and again, reminded me of maniacs and murderers who also look nice and then lure their victims into a trap. Stay away from me! I screamed at the top of my lungs. Miss, I'm a policeman. The man went to his pocket for some reason. I thought for sure he was going to kill me. So I jumped up and ran down the street as far as I could see. But I didn't run for long. I tripped on the uneven pavement and fell down, hitting my head as hard as I could. I woke up again in the hospital. And again, my parents were leaning over me. Kira! My mother was crying now. Did you find me? That's good. I went with Olivia and I got lost and that man. You remember everything? Yes, after another stroke, my memory magically came back to me. And now I remember everything. The feud with Olivia and her threats and how she showed up at my house pretending to be my friend. Sometimes people cross the line to be the best they can be. Like Olivia, trying to get her parents' approval, she went completely off the rails. My classmate was just trying to teach me a lesson by doing that prank with the textbooks. But when I lost my memory, I realized I overreacted. It's one thing to have a bump, but it's another to lose consciousness and amnesia. Olivia was afraid of getting kicked out of school for that prank or even go to jail. So she first made sure I remembered very little and then decided to play it safe and take me away to another neighborhood, leaving me alone. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? I don't know what would have happened to me if it hadn't been for that policeman. Even on his day off, he couldn't get past a damsel in distress. Olivia didn't go to jail, but now she has to work with a psychologist all the time. And I'm back to being the best student ever. If you were me, would you forgive Olivia? Be sure to share your thoughts in the comments below this clip.